Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the Community Trail Running Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Lee. Thank you for joining me. So many podcasts out there and I so appreciate you spending a little bit of your time with me. Today we have Jody Eisner on the podcast chatting all about his and his wife's series, Nova Scotia Trail Running. Yes, he and his wife, Kareen, run the series out on the East Coast. My friend Sabrina had told me about the Capes 100. It's on her bucket list. And once she mentioned it to me, I thought I should reach out to Nova Scotia Trail Running and see if they wanted to chat. I'm so happy Jody had the time. It's a great chat, and I think you'll all want some East Coast chocolate chip cookies after listening And we'll get to that after just a tiny bit of housekeeping. A huge thank you to all of you who entered the contest for Andrew Miller Coaching. And a big thanks to him as well for reaching out to collaborate and set that up. It's always fun to give some stuff away uh, through the newsletter. So huge thank you to Andrew and all of you. And of course, I was supposed to give you all an update on my Finless and Arm 50k bid. But it's going to be a bit too tight of a turnaround with my travels. So I will update you all next time. Let's just assume I had a great time and the event was amazing, because those odds are pretty good. Or maybe Search and Rescue is still trying to find my body on the finless arm, and if that's the case, make sure to donate to your local Search and Rescue. They do so much. And send Sheena your condolences. But today we're not going to worry about that, are we? We're going to get to chatting with Jody. Today's guest is Jody Eisner from Nova Scotia Trail Running. Jody is the race director for the series that has been around since 2011. The series has seven races, including a couple that are still on the calendar for 2023. Jody, thanks for taking the time to chat about your East Coast runs today. Thanks for the invite. Definitely excited to do a little coast-to-coast chat. It's uh, the first time I've had anyone from that far east in Canada on, so thank you so much for taking the time. Why don't you just start with telling us about how you got involved with the series? What's it all about? Sure. So we hosted our first trail race in 2010 in the fall, and then my wife and I, we registered for the Vermont 100 the following year, but we needed a 50-mile qualifier race. So we put together a 50-mile course for myself, my wife, and another friend to run in, which would be the qualifier. But then we thought, well, we might as well put the word out and see if anybody else wants to join us, <laughs> and it turned into a I guess a legit race. It was the first Waskily Webbit race that we had, and there was what, 35 runners and three different distances offered. So that's how it all started. Well, that's pretty good to just put the word out and get 35 of you out. Um, I mean, we're talking 13 years. I know COVID kind of messes with the math there, but still, there's a lot of experience in there. What uh, What's changed for you since then? I bet a race looks a lot different now for you. Yeah, it's definitely, it's like, um, you know, uh, your favorite homemade cookie recipe. Like, fine-tune it, add some little ingredients, some, you know, chocolate chips or score bits, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some coconut or whatever else along the way. And uh, just, yeah, fine-tuning. Every, every race, you learn something new, and there's just always something that can be slightly improved upon. But I think our recipe is pretty dialed in at this point. Is there a certain uh, less lesson or ingredient that you've added over the years that stands out? Mm, nothing in particular, but I mean, I'm really particular about course marking because if, if the course is not marked well, 
then the race is going to be messed up. And if the race is messed up, you're not going to get much positive feedback. So first and foremost, having a well-marked course and uh, the safety component, you want to keep everybody on the course. If something happens, you want to be able to find them on the course, not a couple of kilometers off course where they could get hurt. So just making sure it's well-marked and offering them homemade chocolate chip cookies in the end. <laughs> oh, I like that already. That's a huge, huge way to score points. That's my wife's specialty, the cookies. Well, that sounds worthwhile signing up for. What about uh, race directing has kept you around? What's your favorite part about doing it? Favorite part is definitely watching people achieve their goals. Uh, we've definitely been known to cry along with the finishers at the finish line, especially the ones that you know, doubted their abilities going into it, or they just had a really hard road getting just to the start line. So sharing those moments with people at the finish is like, I almost have goosebumps right now. It's just, it's just, we're super honored and grateful to, to be there in those moments. And a little side story this year at the Capes 100, there was a wedding proposal at the finish line at uh, the end of the 87k which was it was the first time that's ever happened at our races so cute young couple it was just beautiful night sun was setting beautiful village of mabu it was just yeah it was awesome uh, and and they said yes yes she said yeah for sure <laughs> it was shocked and her grandmother was there it was it was super cool <laughs> oh that's amazing um you, you kind of touched on it a little bit already and just course marking and all that. Is there something from over the years or a course now that's just more difficult than the others logistically? I like hearing that part from the race director. The Capes 100 course in Mabu is definitely hands down the most logistically difficult because roughly 75 kilometers needs to be marked. Hmm. So flagged, signed. And this, this happens you know, days in advance of the race, like the week leading up to the race. And there's three different distances, 46K, 87K, and the 100 miler. So the 100 miler basically do two full loops. And mind you, some of it is doubling back on itself. So not like a mark in 160 kilometers, but 75 or so does need to be marked. And so when you start that days out, you just hope and pray that it doesn't dismantled by moose or other animals or or humans but uh odds are it'll be the moose that, that <laughs> tear down some flags here and there but we always go out and do spot checks throughout the week after sections are marked so but yeah that's definitely the most stressful and the biggest task out of any of our races is the capes 100. Have there been any challenges over the years with moose or other animals where you've had to like change the course during during the weekend or anything like that? No, thankfully, uh, nothing animal related. I mean, we have had courses that you know a week before the race, the uh, the course was really flooded out with rivers and stuff washing out sections that we had to detour around. So we had to come up with a different course and we're kind of in that same boat right now for our next race in October. We had big floods here in July and it washed out a bridge back on this trail network, gravel road network that we need to use for the Bay 100. And 
Department of Lands and Forestry cannot guarantee that the bridge will be fixed by mid-October. So if that doesn't happen, then we'll have to do some totally different reroute course for that. So roll with it as it comes. <laughs> you don't seem too worked up about it. I, I get the feeling you're pretty good at rolling with the punches at this point. We always have a backup plan. So the backup plan is is there in case we need it. So. Do you have a favorite uh, event or course that you run? Again, I'm going to have to say the Capes 100 uh, course. It's, it's beautiful. It has exposed high ground with great views of the ocean and of the, the Mabu Highlands. It's hands down, in my opinion, the best trail network in the province. So it's all like beautifully taken care of single track. And it's a network of about 30 kilometers, which is maintained by the Mabu Hiking Trails Group. And it's in an amazing part of the province not just scenery wise, but the locals and uh, you know, they're not even runners, but they're just curious to see what is going on in their community and to be befriended a bunch of locals. And it's just, that's just a super fun part of it as well. So that, that's favorite course for sure. And it's a course that I would love to participate in or run myself. But aside from that, our race at Kejimakujik National Park, which is called Keji's Backyard Ultra, which is a you know, last person standing event. And that format is the most interesting to me just because it's just the mind games and just mostly with yourself mind games. But the challenge, like so many people can do one more loop, but it's just, just seeing that and watching it happen is, again, it's, it's as cool as seeing somebody suffer to get to the finish line of a hundred mile or 46 kilometer or 10 kilometer or whatever but just watching them struggle to finish a loop at a backyard and then pick themselves back up and go back out again it's just it's just like i don't even care if you finish the next loop but getting the courage to start that next loop that and witnessing that again it's it's awesome definitely love it well there's no doubt that you are psyched to be out there you're pumped you're in your runner's corners tell us what people can expect when they sign up for a race with with your group nova scotia trail running yeah it's again it's always a well-marked course and i always say in my pre-race meetings that if, if runners get lost it's their own fault so don't blame me unless unless the moose or something do something to the flagging but other than that it's you should not get lost if you're paying attention it's a wonderful you know, have a fun and low-key atmosphere where not all hoity-toity or it's not like super serious. You can hang out with us and we love that stuff. And it's going to be a challenging course no matter what the format is. And uh, yeah, again, you can expect how many cookies at the finish line. Well, the cookies are good enough reason. Um, you've got the seven races how is the sport in Nova Scotia? I don't know a lot about the East Coast. How is it trail running out there? Is it growing just as crazy as it is here? It's uh, it's definitely growing overall. There's every race we meet more and more new people, which is great. And it's but being involved with it so long, it, it's also sad to see you know those people that started with us in 2010, 11, 12. They might be past their running days now, or just injured and you know went on to other sports or have just moved away from trail running or running in general because of health reasons or whatever so 
there's always this constant circulation, you know, kind of out with the old and in with the new, just it's a constant cycle. And again, being involved with it for 13 plus years, I've seen that cycle happen a few times over the years, but it's always a, it's always a good balance of, of newbies or newbies to us and um, veterans that we've, again, have started running with us back in 2010. I'm curious now that you've seen the cycles a few times then is there any are there any trends that you've noticed more recently I would say there's more younger people like in their 20s and 30s that are just maybe they started with you know track or cross cross country in high school and then after high school or university they did some road running but now they hear about trail running and and they're they're getting into that but there's not a lot of Older folks, and when I say older, I'm talking like me, late 40s, 50s, 60s, that that started with us that are still doing it. I would just say there's more new people that are diving into it headfirst and maybe not totally looking at the big picture. And they're just excited and pumped and they're throwing down big miles. And, well, I, I do hope that that works out. But... My, my mantra all these years, I, mean, I, I started running uh, back when I was a teenager, and I'm almost 50 now, um, is patience equals longevity in the sport. So that I always tell people that I'm coaching, it's like, yes, you're new to the sport, you're excited, you just did your first 10K or 20K or 50K or whatever, and you're, you want more, you want more, I get it, I've been there, but pull your jets a little bit, be patient. And so I always err on the side of caution a bit when it comes to uh, giving advice. Well, that's appreciated from a coach, of course, but let's throw caution to the wind. If anyone wants to sign up for your races or learn more about you, where can they do that? Our website, which is simply nstr.ca. All of our races are on there. And then there's a registration link for our races shooter race race roster and you just sign up there i'm not super big into social media i'm kind of old school i like emails for tracking purposes and uh my posts i don't have a personal facebook account or instagram account it's just nova scotia trail running you can find us there on on facebook as well well amazing a huge thank you to jody eisner a huge thank you to all of you listening. Shout out to race volunteers everywhere, like those with Nova Scotia Trail Running. And until next time, I'm Adam Lee, and this is Community Trail Running.